Hello, Bright Souls. This is Susan with Blended Insight, and thank you for joining me. For those of you that don't know me, I am an intuitive, an energy healer, and an integrated slash holistic wellness practitioner who just loves to learn, grow, develop, and evolve, and share everything that I have learned to hopefully help and inspire others to do the same. Before I get into today's podcast topic, I want to go back and address something from my podcast on unhappy work situations. In that podcast, I shared an experience of a horrible job that I ended up aligning with after a low place in my life. And I talked about how the other co-workers in that position spoke Spanish. And I don't think that I made myself completely clear on the problem with them speaking Spanish. So I wanted to clear that up here in case you are a Latino or a Latina and me talking about Spanish speaking offended you in any way because that certainly was not the intent. I didn't do a very good job elaborating on the fact that they would speak Spanish in an English speaking meeting. So this is the way it would go. We would be in a work meeting talking about issues and maybe I would say something or someone else that just spoke English would say something and they would turn to each other and start speaking in Spanish and laugh and it would give the feeling that they were talking poorly about you um, or someone else that couldn't speak Spanish. And so when we would try to understand what they were saying, they would just laugh and keep talking in Spanish. So it was used as a form of exclusion. It was used in an attempt to isolate those of us that didn't speak Spanish. It was clear. I'm intuitive. I could feel it. Others could feel it. And there were numerous complaints on it. And so management had told them, stop speaking Spanish in English speaking meetings. If you want to speak Spanish on your lunch hour or on your break among each other, fine. But do not do it in a work setting because it's very unprofessional. And it's used, it's even if you're not being ugly, it makes others feel like you're using it as a form of exclusion. And so that breaks apart teamwork. It's not team building. It's just not something that they wanted, but they kept doing it. And so that was my issue. The Spanish speaking was used as a form of isolation and exclusion. And there's nothing team building about that. I don't have an issue if you speak Spanish. I think it is hard to learn another language, especially the English language. So I commend anyone that speaks multiple languages. I've been trying to learn Spanish through Duolingo for about two years. I'm getting pretty good at it. And if you haven't heard about Duolingo, I'm not affiliated with them, but it's a completely free service. You can learn language on your phone through an app, five to 10 minutes a day. And I've been doing it for two years and I can understand Spanish when people are speaking Spanish around me. And I really want to learn it because I want to connect to more people. I want to be able to share more and it would really help if I could speak the language. So let's move on to today's podcast topic, dealing with rude people. Oh goodness. This is something that we all have to deal with right in the world. And I want to talk about practical ways. It's probably a reminder of most of these you probably already know about, but it's good to retouch on it. And then I want to talk about what's going on on an energetic level with people. And then we're going to do some grounding and shields at the end. And the reason I wanted to bring this up is because my daughter and I went to Las Vegas, Nevada um, this week. It's spring break for her and it's bone bitter cold here in Denver and we still have snow on the ground. So it's not spring here. I don't know. I know March 20th was, ah, it's the first day of spring. Um, looking outside, I'm like, okay, yeah, it's not really spring here. We still have snow in our front yard. <laughs> so for spring break, we decided we wanted to go somewhere warm. We'd never been to Las Vegas before. And I know when people think of Las Vegas, they think of casinos and drinking and drugging and partying. 
we didn't do any of that. <laughs> I'm interested in having conscious fun. I want to be in my body. I want to be present. I don't do alcohol. I don't do drugs. I know I live in Colorado. So a lot of people will say, oh, marijuana is legal. Who cares? <laughs> I don't smoke marijuana. I'm not interested in marijuana. I don't do any of that. I prefer to be conscious and whole in my body. I'm not judging those that choose to do those things. It's very fascinating to me how how much we numb out in our society and how it's acceptable to just drink yourself into an oblivion. Um, as an energy healer, I see what that does on an energetic level. And so it's not something that I can ever condone or understand, to be honest with you. Um, on a psychological level, I understand how people get caught into those cycles of substances. My mother's an alcoholic. I mean, that's another part of it. I understand that. But as an energy healer, I want to give my best whole self to my client base. And I want my aura to be huge and full so that I can heal more people. I can't do that if I have holes in my aura. And when you drink and do drugs, you create holes in your etheric shields. And so I, I mean, I see it clear as day as an intuitive and an energy healer. So for that reason, I don't do those things. I'm not interested. We actually wanted to go to Las Vegas because they have a Beatles love Cirque de Soleil show. And if I'm not saying Cirque de Soleil correctly, forgive me. I know it's French, I believe, but it's something about the sun. I don't even know the translation, but you know what I mean? Cirque de Soleil, <laughs> Beatles love show, we wanted to go see them because I love the Beatles. That's my dad's favorite band. I was raised on the Beatles. I know all the music. So we thought we'll go to Las Vegas. We'll stay in a hotel. We'll go to the show. We'll go to the pool. Oh my goodness. We can actually wear short sleeves without freezing. <laughs> and we'll just do some shopping and we'll have a nice couple of days. And so we did. But because we went on St. Patrick's Day weekend, it was crowded. And I'm pretty sure Las Vegas is crowded all the time. But we had to deal with some really rude people and some unconscious people. And I kind of expected it. But, you know, my daughter's 15. So when you're a teenager, your brain's not fully developed. And your experience isn't as vast as someone who's been on the planet for a few decades. <laughs> and so um, it bothered her more than it bothered me. But it really just brought up this whole thing of the best way to deal with rude people. And so I will share my experiences and what worked for me. So first of all, what I have noticed to be true, even for myself, because in my early 20s, when I was miserable, and I was dealing with the death of my brother, and my parents had divorced after 24 years, they had a miserable marriage anyway, they should have divorced way before that. But they divorced after 24 years and sold the house that we were born in. Then my brother died, and I was in a career I hated, and I had all this unhealed trauma. So I was just in my head a lot. And I would come across snappy and rude, and I really didn't mean to, but I was just going through some things. And so I always think when people are behaving that way, I think, you know what? That was me at some time in my life. I know I've been rude to people before, not on purpose, but because I was going through some things and I just expressed it in an unhealthy way because I didn't know any of the stuff that I know now. I was just unconscious. I didn't know. I didn't have these tools that I have now. I had no one guiding me. I had no stability. I had no security. And so I was just a mess. And so that helps me to have compassion on people because I really believe that people that are just rude, a lot of times they're just unconscious. They're going through some things. They may feel victimized. 
they may just be taking out their frustration on everyone else because they don't know how to express it in a healthy way. If they're intoxicated, they're literally numbed out. And when you drink alcohol on an energetic level, you open yourself up to lower entities. You just do. I can see it as an intuitive. It's not to scare anyone. Socially, I may drink now and then. I don't enjoy drinking. I think I've maybe had two drinks a year. <laughs> One of my best friends got married and a couple months ago, and I went to her wedding, and they were trying to peer pressure me to drink and take shots, and I'm just really firm on it. No, I'm not interested. There was too much going on there energetically, and I didn't need all that stuff getting stuck to me. So I'm like, no, I'm not doing it. I'm not drinking. I mean, I understand it's socially acceptable, but on an energetic level, it's just not really good. So if I am going to go have a drink, I sh extra shield myself and I'm very careful and really I won't drink to feel anything. If I'm starting to feel something, I quit. But honestly, why even do it? What's the point? I mean, I just don't understand. <laughs> um, I'm very logical. I'm an air sign. I'm Aquarian. So there you go. But I believe that people are just unconscious and they're trying to numb out their feelings somehow. That's their escape. Instead of having a healthy escape that will evolve you like meditation or exercise, you know, something like that, um, they choose to drink because it's socially acceptable. Same with drugs, marijuana. And I know that there are medical benefits for the non-THC marijuana. I've heard about that. Um, I don't like the way marijuana smells. Um, I work on people that smoke a lot of marijuana and I see what it does to their energy centers and I just would not ever choose that. It completely numbs you out and it shrinks your auric field. So your your energy centers are really tiny and so you're numb and I don't need that in my life. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not interested in that. Plus, you know, I work for the government anyway, so we're not allowed to smoke marijuana. So when people say that stuff to me, I just look at them like, excuse me, I'm a government employee. I don't do marijuana. But even if I could do it, I'm not going to because I'm not interested. So, but again, those that do it, I know that they're just trying to soothe themselves. They are trying to numb themselves out. And they don't either want to use the healthy tools or they don't have the healthy tools. So I have compassion. I come at it from a place of non-judgment. Now, if we give them options and they choose not to take them, that's on them. We all have free will choice. Another thing is that I realize that sometimes people are just in a low place and they're depressed. And it's hard for me to walk around in public <laughs> and scan, not, not to scan people. So like if someone is super rude to us, it's hard for me not to just look at them energetically and then go, okay. Um, I understand where you're at because I can see all that going on with you. So let's just move along. I'm really thankful for the tools that I've learned because it helps me to understand people more and have more sympathy and compassion. So here's the distinction here. So if someone is crossing boundaries, that's one thing. I won't just let it go if they're insulting me, which I've not dealt with, or crossing boundaries. So I'll give you an example. When my daughter and I were in Las Vegas, we were waiting on an elevator and there was these really drunk women, older women, I mean, just drunk, and they were blasting music on their phones, and they were cussing and loud and smoking, and I mean, they were just a wreck, and my daughter and I were waiting for about three minutes for an elevator, and when the elevator opened, they piled into the elevator, and they weren't the ones waiting on the elevator, <laughs> 
And there was this guy with them and he was humiliated. And he looked at us and he said, alcohol poisons the brain. And I said, yes, it certainly does. And he was like waiting for us to go in the elevator. And I said, you know what? You just, you guys take the elevator. We're good. And he's like, okay. And I'm like, yeah, we're not getting on the elevator with them. In that situation, I appreciated him looking at me like, hey, I'm sorry that we just took your elevator that you were waiting on. Um, (laughs) It was a public elevator, yes, but there was actually a line of who can get into the elevator. And so they were not in line. They just came around the corner and went in the elevator. So anyway, that was a bit of a boundary crossing, but they were drunk. And so I told my daughter, we're not going to share the elevator with them. They're drunk. Let them go. They're unconscious. Um, There's all kinds of entities floating around. So we're not getting in that elevator. And so they went down. No problem. Um, But if someone was like actually asserting themselves and rude, that's one thing. But you can actually address it while being super kind. Like this man and I had a really nice, kind, assertive conversation about the elevator and we were good. There's been other times where maybe I work with an extremely rude coworker. I've had a lot of those where nobody likes them. Everybody dreads dealing with them. And those are the people that I'm just really nice to. And I do not allow their behavior to become personal. And I think that that's one of the biggest things. Don't allow their behavior to become personal because remember back at a time when you were maybe rude. I mean, I don't know, you may be perfect, but for me, I know I've been rude before and unintentional. Maybe I'm just boiling up inside. I'm going through something and I just take it out on someone unintentionally or, you know, it just, it happens. We're human. So I always think like, okay, there have been times in my life where I was rude. So I'm going to have a compassion on this person and I'm not going to match their energy. I refuse to match their energy. So I'm just very neutral and kind. And I don't take it personally. And I will tell you, I've actually had really good experiences with melting rude people. And I'm not saying that they become really nice, but maybe they open up to me or maybe they actually like me. Which, you know, if it's a rude, difficult person, that's a compliment to your behavior and your energy and how they responded to it. So what I do is I have compassion and empathy for what the person is going through. I'm firm if boundaries are crossed. For example, if someone's belittling you or saying something rude to you, which I've had some things like someone blamed me for something that I didn't do. And I just say, hey, wait a minute. That's not okay. That's not fair for you to say that. You can stand up for yourself by being firm and not just blowing up the same way that they do. And just being really kind and don't break your poker face. (laughs) So the way that I, I mean, I had this experience in Las Vegas, so I'll give you another example. So we had pre-purchased an airport shuttle service to take us to and from the hotel. So when we were leaving Las Vegas, we had a shuttle service come to get us at a certain time. And the person that was driving, she was very rude to me. When I said, oh, hey, how you doing? She didn't answer me. She yanked my luggage, put it in the van. And when we were driving to the airport, I mean, she was driving fast and weaving in and out of traffic and she was blasting music that we didn't care to hear. It was uncomfortable. There were two other people in the shuttle with us. She was rude to them too. And then we stopped at another hotel to pick up someone else. She was rude to her too. So she was rude to everyone. There was nobody exempt from her rudeness. (laughs) And um, when we got to the airport, you know, they have a big sign in there. Oh, tips are appreciated. And my daughter was like, geez, you know, she was uncomfortable. She was getting nauseous in the car ride because for one, we were being forced to listen to music like we were in a club at noon (laughs) and we didn't like the music and she was weaving and out of traffic and she was rude and she kept taking personal phone calls in the car. You know, you're at work. Okay. This isn't a personal thing. You're at work. 
And so I tipped her. That's what I did. When we got out and she yanked our luggage off the van and gave it to us, I handed her a tip. And my daughter looked at me like, oh my gosh, why in the world did you tip her? And I said, I hope that that helps her to remember there are good people and she should soften up a little bit. Now, she didn't seem overly surprised or even grateful that I gave her that tip, but I programmed it. I put energy healing on the tip before I handed it to her. I was the only one that tipped her. And to be honest with you, I'm probably the only one that tipped her the whole day because she didn't really deserve the tip because she was not a very pleasant person. But I always look at that as opportunities to spread some goodness into the life. Maybe I planted a seed. There's energy healing on that bill unless she spent it. If she still has it, there's energy healing on that bill. I prayed over it before I gave it to her. So I use those opportunities to be really nice to those that are mean or in a low place or unconscious. And I just kind of look at it as an opportunity to raise the consciousness of the planet. It may not work, but my intent is there. And I believe that our positive intent really does carry things forward. So my whole goal is to raise the consciousness of the planet. I want to spread goodness. And I know that there's times when I've been rude. So I believe that sowing more good karma helps you to lessen the negative karma that you've put out into the world. So those are just a little bit of reminders that I know that we all know we've heard before, but I'm telling you, it really does work. And so energetically, let's talk about things you can do on an energetic level to help yourself when you know you have to go out into a crowd or you're going to be dealing with rude people. Well, the very first thing that I always do is shield yourself. And I know I talk about it a lot, but unless you really do it and try it, How do you know if it does or does not work? Because I'm telling you, it works. The way you can shield yourself is just imagine yourself in a huge, luminous ball of light. You're at the center. You can even imagine it like, um, yeah, like a big old beach ball. You're right in the center of it. And it's huge and bright and luminous. You're inside it. That's your shield. And then just send people love. That's another thing I was doing when we were in Las Vegas. I was repeating the word love to myself. And when I looked at people, and you know, people are walking around with scowls on their face. And I just smile and repeat the word love to myself. And most people will smile back at you. And my daughter was like, Mom, you're embarrassing. I said, why? She goes, you're just so nice to everyone. These people are rude. And you're just smiling and you're nice. And it doesn't even bother you. It's embarrassing. She's a teenager, right? That'd be embarrassing. And I said, you know what? I am kind, but I'm not stupid. If someone was to cross a boundary with me, I would address it. You know, she doesn't know that part of myself that I was living in before she was born. She doesn't know like that tormented side of myself because I had already worked on myself, you know, by the time she was old enough to remember. So she just remembers me as this kind, energetically loving person, but she doesn't know my history. And I told her, I know what it's like to feel that way. I've been that person before. I have compassion. And I know that being rude and matching their level is not going to help anything. I'm not going to let it affect me. And so um, I really believe it was a lesson for her too, because she's like, how is this not bothering you? People are bumping into us. I mean, my goodness, we were standing in line to get on our airplane. And this lady was like ramming her suitcase on our, on the back of our heels because she was so impatient. She was, you know, talking on the phone and eating her bagel and ramming her suitcase into our, (laughs) into our heels. And I'm like, lady, calm down. We're, you're going to get on the plane. There's a line. 
settle it down. And my daughter was like, oh my goodness, is she so agitated? And I said, it doesn't matter. Let's look at her. You know, look at her. I said, energetically, she's all jacked up. I can see all her energy fields right of whack. She's blabbing on the phone. I mean, she was loud. And she's trying to cram food down her throat. And she's like impatient. So I'm like, just what's going on with her has nothing to do with us. She's stuck in her own little world. And I've been there. So I send her love and I move on with my life. So energetically, that's another thing you can do. Just tell yourself, I bless you with love. I bless you with love. Everyone that you see, I bless you with love. I bless you with love. And cut the cords and move on. The more you focus on it, the more you energize it. And you yourself can create cords to people by being upset about them and thinking about it and being really angry. Just try to let it go. Meditate. Meditating is phenomenal. It just connects you to source. It cleanses you energetically. We take physical showers every day. You should also take an energetic shower every day via meditation. So really, that's really all I have. I just feel like we're here to add positive energy to the world, have compassion for rude people, even if it's people you work with or in public. I know sometimes it gets to me too. I've reacted poorly sometimes if I'm in a low place or I'm not shielded and it just gets to me and I react. And so that's another reason I have compassion because I understand that I've been there. I'm human. I get it. We're all one. And so I'm not going to walk around letting other people's behavior destroy my inner peace. And if I'm the person that's taken out on others, I pray that they have the same forgiveness and compassion for me that I have for them. You know, we're just humans. We're trying to do the best we can. So, oh, this is another thing I wanted to share. <laughs> I don't, we went to this um, Sigmund and Freud animal aquarium. I don't know what it, it, they had animals and an aquarium. So I don't remember exactly what it was called. But anyway, they had like dolphins and stuff. And um, they also had like lions and, you know, in cages. And I, I personally don't like zoos. I think they're depressing, because I feel sorry for the animals. And I can feel the energy of the animals. So I don't care for zoos. But we went into it for the aquarium part, because they said there was a baby dolphin and I mean, it was overpriced. It was a bit of a joke, but whatever, we went to it. And um, I do this thing with animals. I send them energy healing and love to get them to look at me, <laughs> right? The weird energy healer. And so there was this beautiful white tiger. And I mean, I was just like, I love cats in general. So I'm like, oh my gosh, I just love this animal. And um, the animal was annoyed, you could see. So I told my daughter, I'm going to send that animal healing until it looks at me. And she's like, no, stop, don't do that. You know, she's embarrassed. And I'm like, nobody knows. I'm just going to keep sending it healing energy until it stares at me. And so it looked at me a couple of times. And she's like, "It just that was a coincidence. I said, maybe, but the animals need healing energy too. So I just look at every opportunity in life um, every situation as an opportunity to heal and to spread love. And so with that, let's go into an energy healing to shield and ground you and remind you that it has nothing to do with you. It really doesn't. Even if you feel like someone is um, singling you out, it has nothing to do with you. So we don't need to take it personally. So if you can uncross your arms and legs, I'm going to do some shields, first of all.
And it always helps me, like I said before, and I'm saying it now while I'm running shields, because I'm being guided to, think of a time when you were less than nice. Was it about the person, or did you have something going on inside you and you just took it out on them? Just as you want forgiveness, they deserve it too. Forgiveness is for you, not for the other person, but have compassion, have mercy, it's okay. We're all human. Not everyone has the tools that you have. And now I'm working on grounding you deep into the center of the earth so that you are strong and stable and you can maintain your inner peace. Okay, and so it is. And thank you to everyone who took the time out of their busy lives to leave me a review, like, and subscribe to my podcast. Please do that. I so appreciate it. And I don't know. I feel like this podcast may have been a little scattered, but I'm still getting into the swing of things. If you've ever traveled, when you get back, you have to resituate yourself. So if it was, I apologize. But you get the gist of it. So thank you so very much. And I just wish you a beautiful day. Go out, be kind to others. Don't take their behavior personally because truly it's about them and not about you. So thank you again and sending all my love.